0: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today we're going to continue discussing putting God first before responding Remember that? You know, how are we to react to Hamas and other groups that say they want to annihilate Israel and come against them? And and even in Tampa, we've seen uh, protests against uh, an Israeli um, meeting outside, and, and it got a little violent. How are we to react to people in our country who seem to want to persecute people for biblical values? Um, who support protesters, uh, how are we to react to what is happening in our country? Let's answer these questions after prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. Lord, we live to serve you, which is really our response. As we serve you and worship you and magnify you, You give us the things that we need to know so that we can bring you glory. We pray that this radio program would bring you glory. We pray that we could exhibit the love of Messiah and that you would be exalted. We bless you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Before we get started, let me remind you that... uh, We really could use monthly pledges or one-time gifts uh, as uh, things are a little uh, difficult during this time. But uh, we are people of faith and we're going forward. And so if you'd like to give, call Karen at 813-831-5673 or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. However you support us, prayerfully or financially, we appreciate it. And uh, also, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, Our services are Friday night and Saturday morning, and we're on Facebook Live then. And Tuesday evening from 6.30 to 7.30, we actually broadcast our prayer meeting where we pray for our country and for Israel and the world. And that seems to be growing, and we'd love to see you joining us, either in person or on Facebook. Also, we'd love for you to visit our congregations, especially if you have some pre-believing friends you can bring. Uh, Currently, we're open in St. Pete's and Tampa Wesley Chapel, and our Spanish congregation called Conexión. Uh, is also meeting and in Tampa. So please join us. Go to our Sharesh David website for times and locations. That's Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David.org. So let's continue with this topic of putting God first before we respond. You know, we mentioned that bad things happen when good people say nothing. And yet, if you respond, oftentimes your opinions um, are not appreciated, right? And you're cut off, even from friends. And so I mentioned three things last week, but we're up to four this week. I believe that we must keep in mind, first of all, we must be people of prayer. We will know what to do, how to do it, without hearing from and depending on God, it's impossible. We must seek him first. So uh, the key is to focus on the Lord. Secondly, we must be civil. We're a reflection of Yeshua, the light of the world. We must follow biblical values. Third, we cannot be silent. We represent biblical values to a dark and dying world if they don't hear from us, right? That would be terrible. And we must find ways, number four, to be involved. We must be people of action, not just talk. So let's finish up on number one. Last week we uh, talked a fair amount about God first, but I'd like to mention a few other things. You know, before Yeshua went throughout the land and healed people and performed amazing miracles, he humbled himself by being immersed by John. In Matthew 3, verse 15, John who also was expressing his humility by not wanting to immerse Yeshua. Yeshua said, let it happen now, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So John yielded to him. In other words, this is God's way. We must trust in it. We're putting God first. It doesn't matter how you feel. Got it? (laughs) In verse 16, after being immersed, Yeshua rose up. From the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Ruach Elohim descending like a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice from heaven saying, This is my son who I love, and I'm, in him I'm well pleased. Then we read in chapter 4, verse 1, Yeshua was led by the Ruach into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, interesting about this, he didn't start his ministry until after he was immersed, after he listened to the move of his father in heaven to be immersed. And both Yochanan and Yeshua, they both realized that this was the father's will. They went to the Father first. But then Yeshua was led by the Ruach. He wasn't forced by the Spirit of God. He was led there, which means he had to obey the Spirit of God moving within him. And after his test of temptation and praying and fasting for 40 days, then he was ready. He was ready for ministry because God was first. How do you make God first a reality in your life? Well, number one, I think you have to make prayer the cornerstone of your life with the Lord. Secondly, you ask God to help you put him first. And thirdly, you pray scripture, get God's word in you so that it's his Word that does the heavy lifting, so to speak, he, and, and not yours. There's power in God's Word. You have to be in God's Word, and you have to praise Scripture. So, so let's look at that once again. You know I do this often. Start with the simplest of Scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord, or Adonai, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll... Make your path straight. Three things God is telling us to do in this scripture. Number one, trust him. And we all know how difficult that is. But that's his command for us to trust him. Secondly, lean not on your own understanding and your own common sense. Do not lean on what you think you know. (laughs) That's also extremely hard. And then finally, he says, to acknowledge... Him, the Lord, in everything we do. So everything is about God. There isn't anything about us that is not having to do with God. God first, I believe, requires an intentional intensity with the Lord. You know, I honestly don't know how to get someone who says to me like at services, yes, oh, I totally agree with you, to say, Yes, I will do something. <laughs> Lots of people say they'll do something, but often they're not reliable and they don't do it. I love it when uh a message I, I give a message at the synagogue and someone comes up to me afterwards and says, Oh, great message, Rabbi and then I see them the next week and it looks like nothing has changed in their life. It's a little of my New York sarcasm. I guess I don't love it. Oh, well. If, you, <laughs> if you're if you spending that intentional, intense time with the Lord, he's going to be speaking to you. What burdens has he put in your heart? And have you been following through with what he has shown you to do? I have this quote that I really enjoy that I have taken from my counting of the Omer booklet that we're finished with. But that really touched me concerning prayer and putting God first. And this is a quote from R.A. Torrey. So listen carefully. The reason why many fail in battle is because they wait until the hour of battle. The reason why others succeed is because they have gained their victory on their knees long before the battle come came. Anticipate your battles, fight them on your knees before temptation comes, and you will always have the victory. Oh, do I like that. That just rings so true to me. I I hope it rings true to you. We should be praying before we get into the battle. You know, during these past 40 days, uh, well, it's been over a a couple weeks now, but of prayer and fasting, my my prayer life had more intentional intensity. My faith level rose, my focus on the Lord rose, my expectation in so many areas rose, and much more. I I, I actually feel changed. Uh, Does that mean prior I was poor, wretched believer? No, but now I'm sensing that I am revived. Am I full-blown revived, honestly? No. However, I have more energy, I'm hearing from God more, and I feel I have a greater purpose and more confidence to go after the purposes that God has for me. Now, some of you are waiting for God to touch you so that you will be revived. However, in my opinion, doesn't, he doesn't always work that way. He doesn't necessarily touch us first, and then we're revived. Most times, we make God first, and then he revives us. Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So do you believe this verse means what it says? Then are you seeking God first? Well, if we're talking about how to respond to people, This is clearly one of the more important things. You have to seek God first. God almost always requires our participation in what he is doing or going to do. It's no different than in in revival. So when we read, for instance, 2 Chronicles 7.14, which you're all familiar with, when my people over whom my name is called Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. So, in the Hebrew, seek my face really refers to seeking the presence of God, really coming close to Him. And we see in this verse that there are a few things that God is telling us to do before He heals our land. Number one, he is speaking to his believers who are called in his name so he's not speaking to unbelievers so he's speaking to you and me right okay and here's what he's saying number 1 humble yourself and really i i always believe that that means to prefer others to you know that others go first not in the doorway of when you're walking <laughs> but in in your behaviors in your speech in everything you do humble yourself secondly pray obviously see or 3 seek god's face in other words be in his presence be close and finally turn from our evil ways now you might be asking what does this have to do with responding to people seeking god first has Everything to do with how we respond. If God is truly, 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 truly first in our lives, if everything is about Him, then the other keys to how to respond to people will all fall into place. Yes, they will. You know, Psalm 105:4: Seek God an eye and his strength, seek his face always, seek as an action word. It requires us to do the work of finding. We're seeking to be in the presence of his holiness. We know that being in his presence will rub off on us. Scripture's about seeking the Lord. That's what we need in our heart and our mind. An example of this is found in James 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Seeking after the Lord also requires us to be clean. And so we have to seek God to become clean. God is the only one who can make us clean, right? Okay. Psalm 24, who may go up on the mountain of Adonai, who may stand in his holy place, one with clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted his soul in vain, nor sworn deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from Adonai, righteousness from God, his salvation. Such is the generation seeking him, seeking your face even, Jacob. So we are a generation that is to be seeking him and his holy place, and we are to be clean before him. Psalm 63. O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Since your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I lift up my hands. See, this is all about seeking god and having everything in our being have to do with the lord everything in proverbs 8:17 it says i love those who love me those who earnestly seek me find me do you earnestly seek the lord all day every day 24/7 i realize you're working and you have plenty of things to do, but do you put God in all those things, or do you do your work and then go to God? And what I believe God is saying is, seek Him always. He should. Be, if you're babysitting, if you're taking care of your children, if you're eating breakfast, or if you're working at in a bank or whatever you're doing, God needs to be. There at all times in your mind and heart. In First Chronicles 16.11, seek Adonai and his strength. Seek his face always. Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there you will seek Adonai your God and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Are you finding this somewhat repetitive? <laughs> yeah. God doesn't mind repeating things to us because he really, really wants us to get it. Jeremiah twenty nine, thirteen, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Do you have enough yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you ready to seek him? Psalm fourteen two. 2, and I look down from heaven on the children of men to see if there are any Uh, who understand, who seek after God. This is what God's doing. He's looking down upon us right now and saying, is there anybody who is seeking me 24-7? Proverbs 19.11. I'm sorry, 9.11. Those who know your name trust you. For you, Adonai, never have forsaken those who seek you. Okay. So I think I've made my point about—I'm hoping I made my point about seeking God first and seeking Him continually and seeking Him in everything we do. And if we get this, wow, everything else will fall into place. We will respond well to people. But I know people like a few more specifics. So number two is— in how to respond to people is you got to be civil. <laughs> like it or not, God has a purpose and a calling for each one of us. He said to Israel as an example in Exodus 19.6, so as for you, you will be to me a kingdom of Cohenim or priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you are to speak to B'nai Yisrael. So, Moses was to say to the people of Israel that, hey, guys, you're priests. You're a holy nation. And and it's repeated again. As believers in Yeshua, God said similar things in 1 Peter 2.9. You're chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation a people of God's own possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you hear the requirement for civility in this verse? You're part of a holy nation. You're part of a a royal priesthood. What, I mean, does somebody who is part of a holy nation not speak civil? Right? You're a royal priesthood. You're part of God's own possession. And he called you out of darkness to be holy. If our speech is not civil, how can we be seen as God's? intended us to be a light in the darkness. Now, I hope everybody understands the word civil. Civil means that we are courteous, that we are polite. Civility means kind of a formal politeness and courtesy in our behavior and our speech. So who models civility for us and for our children? Do you know who does almost everything we see in tv and movies and read about are the opposite of civility certainly our politicians don't show civility right so you know what you ha, this is part 2 of this teaching and we're going to have to go to a part 3 because we are just about out of time. But I would like to mention a few things to you. First of all, I pray that this program ministers to you. And if you, it does, we would love for you to help us financially and prayerfully. And if you would call Karen at 813 she'll take your calls from 10 to 430 in the office, or actually 10 to 4 or go to our website shurashdavid uh, or heartofmessiah.org or org, and i uh, we really do appreciate any help you can give us also you can find my messages on facebook live and youtube our services are friday night saturday morning on facebook live and tuesday night i'm really enjoying this uh tuesday night we have Prayer from 6:30 to 7:30 that we broadcast on Facebook. Now it's not interactive, so if you're praying at home with us, you're, you're we're not hearing you. But uh, the beauty is that I, I I really believe that we are to come together in prayer and for your agreement, bring friends, bring family, bring have a prayer party on Tuesday evenings and and listen to our broadcast from 6:30 to 7:30. Also, we would love for you to visit our congregations, especially with your pre-believing friends. Well, it, let me close in prayer. Lord, in Micah six eight, you said that you want us to practice justice and love mercy and walk humbly with you. And I pray this for all my listeners, Father, that we could do exactly what you want, that we would be obedient to you, and that our first priority would be growing to have a a desire and a heart like the heart of Messiah. So I pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.